Full of Sound and Fury is a podcast for adults, by adults, containing adult language. Listener discretion is advised. That's not the cut they're talking about. <laughs> you sure about that? It has driven a lot of online. I'm not discussion. certain of anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right into it. I don't want to fuck around. I got a lot. I, want, I got a lot on my a lot on my heart. I got to unburden. We're gonna go right into it. I'm Cyrus Mordazavi of Kirkland, Washington. You are listening to Full Assembly Free Podcast. Also with me is Ariel Rodriguez. Hello. Also with us. Is a uh, listed as Flash's wiener on my screen here, but actually is the, the inimitable Keyshawn Xavier. The toilet was clogged. Now I'm ready. You're, you're unburdened. I am. Un- I too am unburdened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God, where do I even start? <laughs> well, let's start with how do you find, or how, how do you make the time in your life? To watch a film of this duration, I I mean I honestly believe it would never work if it weren't for streaming. Like you never go to the theater for this. You right? could, right? I mean, I mean you could, but like nobody. people go to those Lord of the Rings, you know, all night nine hour sessions. But like, it's not like that. That's like a that that's like a. It's not the same thing as like a movie premiere, right? It's just a it's a different thing so I, i'm grateful for streaming because it's i just had to spread it out over like a week plus in I was order to get it well, okay let's start there how long did it guys take you each to watch it about five days that's where i was at yeah, same here same here just the, yeah. just about in three parts likewise i wonder if there's going to be like a uh, a viewing like probably not i was going to say like uh people have recommendations for the star Wars viewing order. And I kind of wonder if folks would have recommendations like you do one, two and then three and then four, five and six in a run, or is it one, two, three, four, and then five and six. Interesting. I don't think you'd shuffle them, but you might group them. It's an interesting movie. It's, it's simultaneously too long and not long enough. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was long enough. This is Schrodinger's cunt, really, not Snyder's. I don't know how. <laughs> so, uh, my my struggle, yeah, dead silence. That's yeah, I know, the, right? <laughs> the best the best review of the Snyder cut is dead silence. <laughs> so, I couldn't help, I could not help, but watch it and not. I could not make myself view it as like, is this a good movie? I couldn't do that. Instead. It was. Is this a movie that's better than the other one? Yeah, I couldn't same. take my same head out of that headspace. And the conclusion I ended up with was, yes, this is far superior to the other one. I'm not sure it's a good movie, but it's far superior to the other one. I enjoyed it much more than the other one, but it, it wouldn't even crack the top ten of uh, uh, comic book films that I've seen. Uh, nevertheless, it was better than the other one, and a, a fitting 
kind of, you know, at, at least, you know, they're never going to do anything else with this group of people. I can't imagine. Um, not all of them. They're going to take, you know, they're going to go multiverse with it, but I, I can't fathom that they'd ever like put a final stamp on this. And so this is about as good a final stamp as you could hope for, for that trilogy. Was it a trilogy? What do we call this? Car wreck. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I guess I agree with that. Has I never got through the Whedon version. You never got through it? No. I got I saw the Steppenwolf assaults the Amazon Temple sequence on TBS, and I was like, uh, this is dumb. Oh, wow. That was, <laughs> that was as far as you got? God. You, you missed <laughs> as bad as it... Oh. It was so because, much worse. It, it was so stupid, and it looked bad, and it had no gravitas. I didn't know who these people were. <laughs> Yeah. Oof, man. Yeah, the the well, let me tell you, th- those people were a family of Russians that lived inside Chernobyl. That's who those people were. And I don't think he even got to that part. He only saw no, the Amazons. No, he didn't. He he did not get to discover who the people were. The people were a, a family of random actors cast to play Russians by Joss Whedon and inserted whole hog like like a proctologist's fist into that movie. And Snyder very rightfully came along and pulled it out multiple years later. By that point, it had festered in the world's colon, and Snyder pulled it out, and I couldn't help but express relief. You need to get a new proctologist. <laughs> it's like if the proctologist left his watch in there, you know? <laughs> So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't know if it's good. I, I've, I, I guess it's... I was expecting an unmitigated disaster, and it's not that either. It's got its good parts. And it's very, to me... I can't play from what, like, the, the way I did with The Last Jedi. I did not like this movie, but I really liked parts of it. <laughs> oh. It, it left I'm that kind of taste in my mouth. I'm happy you found some parts to like in The Last Jedi. <laughs> couldn't even do that but i i I hear what you're saying about uh, the snyder cut there's just there's parts that seem like they're supposed to be poignant and they're not no that's a problem with his filmmaking in in general yeah i mean it's still a Zack snyder film right like if you didn't like the other ones you're not gonna get right different Zack snyder but it's to me it felt almost like an entirely different movie compared to the whedon like the plot the plot beats like it's like if you took an outline that was like, well, four hours long, whatever, 40 points, uh, 40 major items long. And then the, the Whedon one six has parts. like, <laughs> sure, sure, six parts. And the Whedon one has like one and a half of those parts. And the others, the other acts are completely different. Also, Whedon doesn't develop two of the major <laughs> Justice League members. Like if you watch the, the Whedon one all the way through and then you watch this, this one, the Snyder Cut. Like Cyborg and Flash basically don't exist in the white in the Whedon one. Yeah, like, almost at all. Like it's amazing to me that like that you that now you know why like uh, 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 Ray Fisher was so upset. Like his character did did not have an arc in the Whedon yeah. version at all. Like for good or for bad or whatever it is. Like you sign on to play an iconic hero like Cyborg, first DC iconic for DC, and. You don't get a, a, a story arc, however formed or not it is. Like, it, it did not exist in the Whedon one. Like, at least you got to see Cyborg 
go through some stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dig up Superman's body. That was pretty much the the heavy lifting that he did in the week. <laughs> in the week, like he's like, I exist. I had this mother box. Time to dig up Superman. <laughs> That's all you got. I just floored yeah. at how much was left on the cutting room floor for both those characters. That just was good. Floored. Yeah, honestly, I enjoyed those the, those parts. Yeah. However weird and hokey and Snyderish they were, they they were mostly enjoyable. I felt those pieces. Yeah, you guys hit on something that's key, and I I don't want to I don't want to miss it because it's not just a problem with Zack Snyder's Warner Brothers DC films. It's a problem with all of them, with the exception of maybe Patty Jenkins's work. Anything that's supposed to be poignant isn't. We don't care about these characters. Well, I think it still comes back to how you know the the foundation that it's built on is DC's characters, right? They're all gods. No, it's built on how Warner Brothers wanting to like m- make a billion dollar film. Or, yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's it's kind of difficult to care for Wonder Woman, but for that they've given her time that you can watch her evolve. So they, they've done a pretty good job with that evolution with Wonder Woman that you can kind of care for a god there. You care for Batman because you can put yourself in his shoes. Just you know, if you have a billion, <laughs> get a billion dollars. We're gonna but come the back rest to that. of them, they're all kings and gods, as opposed to uh, Marvel characters that are all just like us that happen to discover powers or get powers somehow. It's the opposite. They're born with the powers. They've always had the powers, except for Batman. His powers, he's rich, right? So you, you, I, I feel like that's just a fundamental flaw in the DC characters that they've got to try and fix. And with Flash, Flash is more relatable because he, just like Marvel, he got the powers. Cyborg, more relatable, got the powers. They're the relatable ones. Ezra Miller's Flash was probably the one of my favorite things about it. But I, I want you guys to keep me honest here. Is that because I just hate most of this shit, or is it actually good? I think Ezra Miller's Flash is good. It's not what I would envision as the Flash, as much as like Grant Gustin's Flash, but it, it is its own unique character, and I think it's a good character. And I think particularly how Ezra Miller plays him is really good. <laughs> I think it it really stands out. I think the the more difficult parts is like the uh, him and his dad. Yeah, I'm kind of, you know, it felt a little forced. I think both Flash's character and Cyborg's, uh, his interactions with his dad uh, and his mom, both, uh, and uh, help me, but I don't even think the mom made the cut in the first, in the weed. No, no, not at all. Right, right. So all of that about losing the mom, the dad. Silas Stone didn't have anything to do in the, in the weed inverted. Like he didn't even have the whole sacrificial arc. With the mother, but he didn't do any right. of that stuff. Yeah, the dude was yeah. just like there and as a bad father <laughs> that saved his son, and that was it. Yeah, and, and this time he got to do Miles Davis yet again <laughs> and sacrifice himself yet again. <laughs> yeah. I think he needs to do that in all films he's in. <laughs> I loved it. Anyway, I thought I thought uh, both of those their both of those characters were the shining lights in the movie. I think they did a better job of editing Affleck, where I think the edits really did help Affleck's character uh, 
interact with the other characters better. It showed much more interactive, and it gave an arc to Batman, right? Yeah. God, that's amazing. He was, like, more was of hopeful. a dick in the Whedon one. Yes, yeah. Way and, more of a and dick. And this one, he's the hopeful one and getting them together. And it's like, oh, oh hey, gosh. look, old Batman is hopeful. That's not that. <laughs> That is he's, he's remorseful also for his actions yes. and demonstrates that instead of just having a one line that says, I kind of feel bad about this. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I felt uh, uh, Alfred. I thought it was a weird look for Batman, honestly. A what? <laughs> I thought it was a weird look for Batman. I, I guess in... That's I, I guess I, I think I disagree. Um, Cyborg does not work for me in this movie. Um, because he keeps going back and forth between I'm a monster and no, I'm a hero. And it's like, dude, it's three hours. <laughs> Pick a fucking lane. Well, he picks, he has no lane and he has no thoughts in the, in the Whedon one. So at least yeah. he does something. <laughs> right. It, it, no, no argument there, even less defensible. But I, I don't know that he works in the, the quote unquote Snyder cut. Well, again, I think that's more of was it, it and it, this film hinges on that and the flash bringing that. Oh no, no, no. Let me tell you what this film uh, hinges on. (laughs) It opens with an eight minute scream. I timed it. (laughs) (laughs) Look at Superman. That's true. And an inciting incident that doesn't make sense. Which part? The mother boxes activate because Superman dies. Dude. That was actually far more sensible than the 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 uh, Whedon version. The, tone, the magic tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Whedon version. Oh no. More, more bizarre, and that's just it, right? It's like okay, uh, eh, you know. So they were listening for. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make sense. They waited for a million years. Superman's only been around for thirty-three. They 30, wanted the they wanted the Christ allegory. He died at thirty-three. Right. Right. So, so 4,967 <laughs> other years. That's right. The other boxes could have called out and didn't. Oh, and by the way, Thanos completely forgot where he left the mother boxes. That's Dark side. Co- no, no, no. He's Thanos. <laughs> I, that wasn't an accident. <laughs> it's not like you they owe need Josh complex, and it's not like they need the <laughs> complex star charts or anything to navigate so he could easily just forget where a place yeah. is yeah you know? he's raised hundreds of he's thousands spilled... of worlds and he forgot the one where the mother boxes he just left he spilled some coffee on that map and you know and whatever find it so yes you're right that's completely nonsensical <laughs> however it makes infinitely more sense than the zero that we got out of the I'm starting to understand why, why my timeline was was uh, excited about this movie. <laughs> I, I'm starting to get it. Apparently, it's just it's not that it's good. It's just the Whedon one was a true abomination. Is that fair? You can't. Yeah, you can't separate them. I don't think you can. Like, okay. un- unless you had the unique situation that you had, Cyrus, where you really didn't see the first one. Yeah. Like it's it's so difficult to separate the two when you, when you come to evaluate the Snyder Cut because of the I man. It's been years, right? How many years it was? Four. Yeah, since the Whedon one came out, roughly uh, maybe three, twenty seventeen. Yeah, I am not a fan of Brussels sprouts. In all the Brussels sprouts I've ever had, they've tasted like ass and dirt, or dirt rubbed in ass, or or, or an ass rubbed in dirt. But <laughs> one time, I was in Denver, and I had great, great Brussels sprouts. But 
I couldn't tell. Is it because all the other Brussels sprouts I had were terrible, and these were just better than those other all the other Brussels sprouts, or was it a legitimately good meal? And I don't think it was. That's a what I thought about the Flash. <laughs> It was not a good meal by any other metric, except I've had so many bad Brussels sprouts in my life. Whedon, Whedon gave us ass and dirt in that first Whedon cut. And for Ariel and myself, you cannot forget the ass and dirt meal that you had for two and a half hours watching that first one. You can't do it. You can't separate yourself from it. But I think, I suspect... That Cyrus is right, that because of your unique perspective, having not seen that shit, that you can add more more objectively judge the overall piece than Ariel I can, because I can't, I can't, well, maybe, maybe Ariel can pull himself out and do it. I can't do it. I just, I keep on saying, man, this is far superior to the Whedon version. And I came out going, oh, all right, that was better. But it was better. better. I mean, it still has Batman, you know shooting guns at people for the better part of the last hour. Well, let, let's and... dig into that, because um, I was pretty critical of it. I, I, I want to impress upon you that Batman spends two hours and 45 minutes trying to get people to join his stupid club, and they keep telling him no. <laughs> and these are shitty people. Like a, a guy <laughs> who I, I think lives in Norway. It's never really explained. <laughs> well, he's like a, of he's south, like a bad of roommate. South, uh, of Southeast Asian descent, no less, in Norway. I don't... Okay. Sure. <laughs> if, if I found a town where the women sniffed my clothes, I'd hang around. <laughs> I I have found my, my place. <laughs> they they sing songs of me and sniff my discarded items. You think they gave him a false sense of grandeur? And he was like, "No, nah, uh, I don't want to be in your club." <laughs> I keep going back. Yeah, that was. You want to talk about bizarre now? Now, Whedon did lose that part, so let's give Whedon credit. <laughs> now, it's either that or Snyder went back and, and, and some of the extra cuts that they they uh, recorded, and he found some people to sniff Aquaman's clothes. I'm sure it actually wasn't hard. My wife would volunteer in a heartbeat. But what, I feel what, like Aquaman... But, but it, was in the, it was in the ocean. It would smell like salt water. <laughs> it would not smell good. Salt water and liquor, yeah. right? I mean, that's pretty much what he runs on. That's true. Yeah. It's like, a, you know what? Go to Long John Silver's. You just you get the same. Uh, <laughs> actually, don't do that. It's terrible. Does that even exist anymore? I don't even know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I've seen some. They've combined them with A and W root beer places for some reason. I don't know why. But I, I do want to give Affleck credit for this. What an accomplished driver. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's uh, Batman's got the vehicle. Yeah, and you know what? We it's funny all these Batman films. We've we've never really seen that the part where you know actually I'm also an awesome Formula One driver, driver, <laughs> and a pilot. <laughs> that and I, it was cool. I I really enjoyed the action. I enjoyed Part Six in general, but that that stood out. It wasn't much of a plan, so that's again another knock on the Batman take because Batman's supposed to have a plan more than I'm going to just blow a lot of things up so you guys can I guess go fight the boxes. I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, outside of outside there. of outside of the flashes, like I mean, Flash and Cyborg had pieces where they were needed, right? Mm. Yeah. But they, like you're right, Cyrus. I, there there wasn't like a plan. Like they didn't come in and say, "Okay, Wonder Woman, you're 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 unique. 
you know, point to this plan is this and Batman, I'm going to, this is my unique aspect where I'm working on the strategy. And so cyborg, then you're going to go do the, the mother box thing while the flash does the time trap, like the, the, the lightning thing. They didn't, they didn't like lay that out. Like we need all these pieces for these reasons. They kind of just made it up right before they landed. Um, but and they didn't even tell that story of why they had to make it up right before they landed, right? Like it was. They just alluded to it. Yeah, this is all we need. These are the heroes we need in this movie. So now that they're together, we might as well just go do this thing. But e- even so, it came. They they came. You know, th- there wasn't the threat at first. Batman was rounding people up for the potential of a threat, and Batman finds out later. You know, in the Whedon version, Batman finds out right at the front of the movie. Because he's hanging a bad guy off the side of the building or something like that and catches one of the things or I'm vaguely recalling. Parademon shows up in Gotham, yeah. Yeah, in this one, Batman doesn't find out for a while. He's trying to round folks up. He's failing. And then he finds out that uh, Wonder Woman tells him, right? I think so, yep, because she sees the the signal fires. Right, right. And so that part made more sense, at least. About uh, why is her info dump not in the Whedon version? No. Not at all. Dear fuck. <laughs> Dark side. Let me let me let's make it clear. Dark side is not. Desad yeah. is not at all in the Whedon version. Like yeah. those two characters do not appear. Oh, the, the, all the development of uh, Steppenwolf. I mean, yeah, there, there, there was none of that. <laughs> it was just this random horned guy doing shit. You didn't really have any idea. Now I remember from my five minute viewing. Yeah, it was bizarre. So you got a lot more development of Steppenwolf, and all of that I thought was far better. At least the why. Yeah, he was good. You know, the, the, you know why they're doing it. I still don't understand how he forgot the mother boxes and where they were. Imagine if they had had like five other movies before this one to develop each character individually and lay out the the groundwork for some of this past in more adept vignettes that maybe tie into the plots of those films. But that would be copying a good idea. (laughs) Which you generally want to do. I I had to explain to Aaron that Aquaman happens after this movie. (laughs) She did not believe me. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And to be fair, I should be wrong. (laughs) What what do you call a sequel (laughs) to a... a, I, I don't even know what to call it. It, it was a sequel. I think we've come back to Car Wreck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it's so a sequel. Now, it's a sequel reboot, right? A requel. Yeah, right. I mean, an Inception. <laughs> Just wow. Okay, so since we I, I brought up the Aquaman thing, help me out here. Does Amber Heard have the have a bizarrely British accent in Aquaman? Yes. No, she does. She does no, not okay. have it she, in okay. a movie. We, Only we in didn't this think movie. So either. <laughs> Okay, just checking. It's like well, I don't think <laughs> I don't know why Atlantis sounds like British anyway, but well, I, I think that once you try and boil the blood out of a bad guy, <laughs> that you you're, one of the side effects is you lose your British accent. Can I uh, can I also just uh, go back to the one of the large controversies of 2017, which was the the CGI Superman face because he had the beard and mustache from. Mission Impossible and mentioned like, why, why, why on, yes, uh, you have to get the fisticuffs first, you get a pocket and you get the beard. Uh, but um, why was that even necessary when they had all of this Superman footage? Would it not have been easier to just CGI his colored costume back? 
if they didn't like the black and white, black silver or whatever, why did they need more Superman with the the CGI lips? That was very a very disappointing revelation to me. <laughs> like they wanted that scene at the beginning of the Whedon one where like Superman has like that touching moment, but it wasn't that touching, and it's off-putting because of the CGI face, and none of that was needed, in my opinion. And they got rid of it, didn't they? Yeah, it's that doesn't exist in the Snyder Cut. Like, it's like that was just that was added footage. It's like, was it really necessary? They had so much Superman footage already in this where it was it you know it was needed. Like Superman is maybe a little bit meaner in uh, the Snyder Cut, but again, like I expected that from Zack Snyder because have you watched the last two? Why did he pick out the black costume? The colored one was right there. Yeah, because Zack Snyder wanted it. I think because he realized that's not much. It's not much to, uh, yeah, to the rebirth of Superman. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, certainly. Yeah. Wish he had the mullet. So, so this is one of the things I want to compliment it on. Everything I've I've been dying for for for, God eight years now, I got in that sequence where I think it's the Fortress of Solitude. They don't actually tell me. Thank (laughs) you, Chris Terrio, (laughs) where he's going through his Kryptonian. uh, Armoire, <laughs> and you have like the he's thinking about you know his two fathers. Mm-hmm. That was on the ship. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was. Yeah. It was All ship. right. I okay. Still, no. I could. They could have put something there. They didn't. Like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Just fuck me forever. But I enjoyed the back in black sequence. Yeah, it was it's just, fine. You know, like it was, it was kind of him becoming Superman again. Yeah, and he he wants to go black and silver, black and white, whatever. Fine, but like, to me, is like they filmed all of this stuff. Most of most of that Superman stuff, even that last fight, is different in the Whedon one. So clearly, they had to like change it and refilm a bunch of stuff and introduce this whole CGI thing, which was off-putting. And it just that was to me the most shocking part. Perhaps was like none of that was needed. They had perfectly good Superman footage the first time around for what, you know, Snyder was trying to do anyway. Why didn't they use it or try to alter the colors if they it's like to me, the only thing that it really changes somewhat poignant interview with Superman at the beginning, which you could probably do without. And he has a different color costume. Well, wasn't there a edict from Warner Brothers, though, about make the show more hopeful and brighter? And that's why the edit has, I mean, if you go and look at the shots, I mean, yeah. the, the Whedon version is like ridiculously brighter yeah. than, than the uh, Snyder cut. It just seems like a lot too, too much of a last minute turn of the ship. Right. And we, we saw, we see what happens. People like this one. People are saying they like this one. So, you know, just at bad least decisions. it's consistent. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. what you need to do, right? You already just see this thing to the end. Yeah. Like let the creator just, you know, finish his vision. You're already, you're already so far in. Just not, not that I want them to sunk cost fallacy themselves, but like there's a, there's a, there's a notion of like you already hired Zack Snyder to go do this film, and he already was most of the way there. The time for course correction was not where they chose to do it. Um, yeah, the like time just, for course corrections now. Do do Flashpoint, fix your shit. <laughs> what a DC solution to a DC problem. <laughs> <laughs> just have the flash run real fast and we'll start over yeah if he had, if he had chosen an all beef frank instead of 
whatever street meat he grabbed there, <laughs> uh, things might have been different. That's all right. So the the good stuff here, um, they the action sequences are legitimately pretty awesome. Um, they're still figuring out how to like have truly powerful beings fight and have it look right. To be fair, I've many, many genre films are struggling with this. I can literally only think of one example where it works, which is Carol versus Thanos in Endgame. Like, that yeah. that, that feels real and has, like, the, the right gravitas to it. Um, huh. I was thinking Neo and uh, Agent Smith. See, I think that's a fail also. What? I thought, I, at least in... Um, yeah, which, which, which were... The which third fight? one. The, the third, third one, one. yeah. I, I don't think it works there. Oh, the audience didn't like it either. I, I, I tend to be a proponent of the, of the Matrix sequels. I think they're far, far too shit upon, but I did think it looked weird. So that's cool. Um, the musical scores are excellent. Like, I, I, I believe Team Greece needs to just adopt the Wonder Woman theme <laughs> for all their FIFA Soccer games, the, the dramatic. Uh, I I hear I hear that na 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 na. You know, oh, and the, and the drums, and I'm ready to kick some ass. <laughs> I am all in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. They and am I wrong? But the Amazons are just like the Dora Milaje. They, I mean, they're just badass. They're they're spectacular. You're not wrong, right? Agreed. I mean, it's just every scene that you have the Amazons in. I'm just like, this is. They are the badasses. And they're not afraid to portray them as muscular. Like, when they're not physically fit enough, I notice they put they put CGI muscles on them. <laughs> what? <laughs> the sequence where Hippolyta calls a in, inane retreat after she has an inane <laughs> thing with the box, and there's the two women holding the yes! door up. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> there are CGI muscles on those women. I, really? I shit you not. <laughs> okay. I, I thought it was just some 300 uh, makeup. You know where they, they Those were also CGI up. muscles. I thought that was makeup <laughs> on the actor's abs to give them fourteen packs. No. Again, same filmmaker. Yeah, Just, right. So yeah. But yeah, they're like yeah, these women are they're gonna hold up, you know, a, a thousand pound stone door while she Indiana Jones slides out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta be they gotta be beefy ladies. Yeah, that was great. I love I love how there's at least 24-7 for thousands of years have been rings upon rings of women standing inside that, that Holding a bow. mausoleum, <laughs> aiming their weapons at that box day and night, guarding their boxes. Yeah, I, there's a reason I didn't get to that scene, guys. <laughs> These are all a part of it. It was just a rich tapestry of what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, humans just buried it in the backyard all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a human thing to do. It's like, bro, we didn't got time for this. Just right. dig a, you know, dig a hole just deep enough. Just what's the height of the box? Just you know, add a, add an inch to that. We're good. What's climate yeah. change? What's what's flooding and? Was that supposed to be Arthur? That wasn't supposed to be King Arthur, was it? There was one shot oh, yeah. that made me think that it was King Arthur and and the Knights of the Round Table that were burying it. Uh, I, no illusion, no words were said. It was just like something I saw that made me That's go. That's kind of what this film does. Um, yeah. But yeah. historically, no. If, if if you follow its idiotic <laughs> Wait a uh, timeline. <laughs> Wait a Are you saying 
This is like supposed to be like pre-Bronze Age. Yeah, I mean, they, had, they had Greek gods, right? They had Greek gods fighting yeah. in, that, in that scene. So Historically, King Arthur did not bury the mother box in the, in the Arthurian tales. Also true. Is, yeah. <laughs> Different stone. <laughs> Same story. I don't I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you'd be closer with like King Conan, honestly. Yeah. To what they were going for, but yeah, who the hell knows? Well, I'm not watching it again to figure it out. <laughs> where, where are you going to find the time? Would you ever watch it again? <laughs> <laughs> it depends. Maybe. I liked parts of it. I, I, yeah, yeah, I could see. I could in... see myself watching bits and pieces of it, just like I see bits and pieces of Endgame on TBS every Sunday night. It's I mean, it, it definitely I I found huge you know decent chunks of it enjoyable. It's just I think there was also the novelty of it that probably got me through the slower parts or the the parts that I was like eh okay. Uh-huh. And to go through that again, especially with a four hour commitment, you know, it's four hours of your life if you're gonna want to watch it from beginning to end. It doesn't matter how you you know you can slice it up as small as small as you want, but uh, you gotta you know if you want to watch the whole thing through, that's it's a lot of time. Yeah. Maybe when I'm in the nursing home. And you can't escape? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, would I ever, you know, and I, I think would, you know, if I'm alone and dying, <laughs> maybe. But, you know, if I only oh, have so no. many hours left, I'm not sure I would even devote it then. I don't know. I, I can't see myself doing I that. Think, I think Hans Zimmer's Man of Steel score is better than the John Williams Superman score. Is that fair? <laughs> And I, and I don't say that lightly because I know it's forty years old, but it still really holds up. But Fuck. I think I think the Zimmer one's a little bit better. Yeah. No yeah. way. Because I, I like that it starts off slow, and builds. Yeah. And because it's uh, conceived that way, you can cut it in different ways to get whatever scene you need with it. John John's is all bombast, which is still really awesome. But it comes from a different era, right? Like it's just a different mm-hmm. thing. I think because of that, in some sense. I always thought of Zimmer as Williams' error, and I feel like with 2013's Man of Steel, he officially passed the baton. Makes sense to me. But I, well, he is <laughs> okay. And then that's I, I, that's what I, that's hey, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> but I always get excited with those two those two p- uh, piano keystrokes. I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm inevitably yeah. disappointed because they don't understand <laughs> Superman. But well, what you need to know is that at all times, whoever Superman, what whatever authority figure that Superman has ever interacted with that was actually the Martian Manhunter (laughs) (laughs) Superman was raised by the Martian Manhunter (laughs) when he met Lois the Martian Manhunter introduced them sure now was he also Martha Wayne (laughs) or just Martha Kent probably he was how deep does the conspiracy go he was the kryptonite spear whispering Martha's name. The Martha Manhunter. <laughs> and there's your episode title, folks. Right. It's just... I, I just would like them to do me a personal favor. I would like Superman to be a good guy for more than seven minutes. Right? Yeah. Because... So we have... They, they have, like, the overly long, like, we're going to line up in a row and be awesome moment at the end of part six before we go into the 20 minute epilogue in which he's immediately the bad guy again right 
Well, and Batman's like, no, I gotta kill this bitch. Yeah, otherwise I'm never gonna sleep. Like (laughs) Batman saying, like, "Fuck you" to the Joker. Like, what happened? Like, what in the what? I I think Snyder was just uh, on a high. You know that I'm getting this movie done. This is the end. I'm gonna do what I want. It was it was channeling Frank Miller as much as he could. It was just such a strange. Yeah, he even really just to... wanted to get him talking in a room and, and swearing at one another. I well, think that was the whole point of that. Well, I'm, no, I'm presuming that that's an homage to Injustice. I was going to ask. That's it. Yeah. That's what this is. It kind of that, seems like it, right? That's why Batman has Joker with it. No, that's why Ben Affleck quit. I think he has zero interest in telling that goddamn story. I don't blame him. Not the direction you want to go if you want to uh, be... Make uh, a lot of money with Superman yeah. films? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they're 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 gonna struggle with whatever they do as they move forward if they don't get that figured out. Oh god! They, they've got to let him be a good a good guy. <laughs> yeah, the the fact that you even have to like say that like that that we've worked ourselves into this conundrum over the last however <sighs> many years, um, eight years or so. Well, uh, I'm watching. It's I'm, been eight years. Yeah, I'm watching the CW. Superman and Lois. Yeah, I love it, and he's love a good guy. I love it. Yeah. He's a good and, guy with problems, but yes. he's he's approaching them like a good guy would. Right. And they, they are able to tell good stories. Wait, hang on. Hang on. He doesn't snap people's necks? No. Not a one. Nor does he destroy entire towns. Does his I mother tell people to say, just, just to hell with everybody? Does that happen? No. no. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I can't figure out why they can't figure out how to make movies. Yeah, there's kind there's of some stupid going on. And oddly, Lois also has plenty to do. Oh yeah, yeah. Lois had a, a interesting bit. Certainly better than the Whedon one. Yeah, it's doable. Yeah, I'm glad that they did not lose the scene where Superman fights the team there by the statue, and the Flash goes running <laughs> around behind him, and Superman turns and looks at him. That was great. That, I enjoyed that. That look on his yeah. face. The, oh, shit. Yeah, there's some, gen, there's, there's some genuinely good stuff like that. You yeah. Know? They kept that, and that that was in the Wheaton version, too, and I was really scared they were going to lose that. The fight scene the fight scene in the water tunnel or whatever, way better in the Snyder. Yes. Like, like okay. There were, there were funnier beats. There was, like, it just it flowed better. The oh, yeah. the crawler thing, like, was, like, better a better set piece like done better done set piece than right. the way the way Whedon cut it up. There were just some of those Snyderish moments that were like, just what the fuck? That you know the like Wonder Woman like going out her way to cut off Steppenwolf's head, for example. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck him twice, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The woman, yeah. the the women singing the music in Norway. <laughs> yeah, the the that general could be musical. We, 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 I've got it. We should really look into that. Music interludes that they had throughout. Yeah. Wayne's like, well, it's my cut, bitches. Here we go. I'm going to do this. Chris Terrio has written, in quotation marks, written Justice League and The Rise of Skywalker. Yes? What? What? Do I have that right? Chris Terrio wrote both Justice League and The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, oh did he? Oh. Did he write Rise of Skywalker? That explains a lot. That's why I'm asking. Filmography. Well, I'm on Wikipedia here. Yep. Uh... He is credited as the writer for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and Zack Snyder's Justice League. What else? 
uh, Justice League, even though he doesn't want his name on it, from Joss Whedon. Uh-huh. Uh, Batman, Batman v Superman: Colon Dawn of Justice. Argo. So, you know, there's some okay. some cred there. I was like, uh, that okay, that that's what I was trying to figure out. How does he keep getting these movies and making them terribly? Argo. He 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 did one good film. Okay. Yeah. He only wrote it. He didn't. I mean, Affleck I think directed that one, but he was the writer there. Mm-hmm. No, that's absolutely right. Affleck, I believe Affleck won the won the Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's why he quit Batman. Because he because he was he was gonna like direct one too. Was it? He was so, like yeah. was he was he done with Terry? He's like oh god no. <laughs> Maybe. Probably. <laughs> Fuck this guy forever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think we can leave it there. <laughs> if I may, if I may provide a slight segue here, it's interesting to me that after all this time, eight years, right, of of uh, the Snyderverse films and associated films, if there's still that struggle with the characters and what they need to be to be portrayed and successful, both from a financial and a critical perspective at the DC side of things. Meanwhile, on the Marvel side of things, where. We're, we're 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 so far past that. We're like looking at the legacy of of characters that were established in past movies, and the meaning of them, and the weight that they carry, such that like even the actors themselves aren't like criticized for their portrayal. Like it, it's just like cement. Like Captain America's legacy is something in the MCU that they're now building content out of, yeah. and exploring like legit stuff, like in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like that was a five star segue, sir. It's just like <laughs> completely. It's a, it's a pleasure to share the mic with you. <laughs> Well, thank you, but it's like <laughs> true, right? Like it's like amazing. Like look where Marvel has come, twenty three plus films later, and two TV series, and more coming with their uh, B team. <laughs> I mean, you know, premier content that's exploring some stuff that's deeper than that first level of like, well, here's Captain America and Captain America doing Captain America things. Let's consider Star Wars. Actually, I think it's a, a better foil because they were fucking sure. up there for a while too. Sure, but they eventually got the right people on the spot. They still haven't done that <laughs> across <laughs> <Yeah>. the pond. <laughs> it's just man, they were digging stuff out of the trash, I guess. <laughs> Except for the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> like if you play that, if you play that character, you have a fifty-fifty chance of being of winning an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> as crazy as that is, that that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Half the guys who played the Joker on this on the screen have won an Oscar for it. Yeah, holy shit! I haven't. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, how many Marvel heroes have gotten a, an Oscar for their portrayal? I think zero, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Plenty of CGI awards and costuming and stuff, which you know, all do credit to those incredible people who create those things. Um, but from a acting perspective, I don't think Josh Brolin's going to pick one up for Thanos. Down, he should. Black Panther, what did it get a Best Picture nod? Yeah, yeah, deservedly so. It holds up very well. Absolutely. Adorable. So, well, well, less to go overlooked. Are we enjoying Cap and the Winter Soldier? It sounds like we do. Or Fuck excuse me, hate. the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, that shit is amazing. We, you know, the end of Episode Four, just that last picture, just it had me shook. Like, no lie. I knew, I knew, I knew we were coming to something like that. I knew it. Just knowing John Walker. Uh, and, and, and the comic book character. I knew where we were headed, but to see it, yeah. Uh, since we were, since well, we were just talking casting, let's give Wyatt Russell uh, a quick oh, little yeah. uh, head nod there. He's he he's the exact kind of prick that you <laughs> are playing the exact right kind of prick well, you want in that role. He's not a he's, a, great. he's not a total prick. Though. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Sympathetic. 
Yeah, I mean, every bit of what he's done is entirely like, that ain't a bad guy. You know, even murdering the dude in the square, you can go, well, that's a combination of him being a soldier first. You know, his time in Afghanistan, his best friend was just killed, PTSD, Mm -hmm. and he's loaded up on a new super soldier serum, which is apparently you can just drink and chug it. Is that... I thought that there was like a lot of uh, uh, injections. You take it anally. Yeah, there were... <laughs> I thought that was a big giant blue suppository. Yeah, yeah. He took that thing quick. It didn't matter yeah. the story. I like... Preparation cap. <laughs> I like uh, I like how in the, especially in the Captain America uh, vein of the stories that Marvel tells, when there's something like that they could show that's like convenient, but it's kind of trite. Like you know, you know that like when uh, they when they go get Falcon's gear in Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier film, or in this case, like you know, the the this stuff with uh with the uh, the Super Soldier Serum. And there was another scene in this in this TV series too. With I forget exactly what it was, but like y- you know, they're gonna go do it. Like there's that they're not gonna be stopped. You just expect them to show you the thing, but they just kind of skip it. Like yeah, we got it. It's uh-huh. it's it's Marvel. Well, you know, we'll get yeah. There's there's three thousand guards and two two you know eight foot thick walls or whatever. We 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 got it. We got it. Yeah. We'll get you that Falcon costume. You're gonna take the Super Soldier Serum. Even the the Flag Smashers talk about how they were they felt like their nerves were on fire and whatever. But this dude just you know sweated it out in his hotel room for one night and he was ready to go the next yeah. day. Yeah. And also, I mean, I can't imagine that there's not gonna be reams of YouTube outtakes of them trying to spit out the phrase Super Soldier Serum as quickly and as frequently <laughs> as they have in this film. I mean, you you just rattled it off impressively quick, and of course you've had nigh forty years of <laughs> practice <laughs> talking about the super soldier serum. But damn, if if uh, I've noticed that they rattle that thing off so fast, and they always say the full thing. They never say just the serum. No one's ever cut that <laughs> off. They always say the super soldier serum. <laughs> I didn't really thought about it. That's a really good point, Key. Yeah, for real. I want to see every Baron Zemo outtake there oh. ever was. I don't want a single bit of footage wasted. It all needs to be made available. That's I mean, oh, amazing. I Hashtag travel fathom- matter for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot fathom. I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised, but I'm just tickled with glee that the big winner so far coming out of this series, the one that I want to see more of the most is is well obviously the Dora Milaje. I could always watch just you know twenty hours of footage of them kicking everyone's ass. I knew the character has the the legacy and the potential, uh-huh. but I did that the, the, they did it. I, I'm pretty surprised yeah. by. And and when he takes and it doesn't take him but a second of looking at all those things on the floor. And in my head, I was like, oh, he's taking the super soldier serum, no doubt. And, and that one second, then he proceeds to stomp him and yeah, sticks no, with, and it's, sticks and it's totally it. in character. Yes, yeah. and you know, shoots her, and then how he plays the kids, <laughs> <laughs> which was creepy. But at the same time, he talks about his his own kids. Uh-huh. So like, it's like it's the right creepy but sympathetic yes. for what he's gone through. Like, oh, yeah, man, just so well portrayed. He hasn't done. Yeah, Bruce killing it. There's been things where he's like, already right, murdered a guy. Oh, he did this, but. On the whole, I'm watching it and I'm just like, 
he's not like this just overbearing nefarious dastardly villain it's much more subtle and played out and i just freaking love it yeah it's been great and if they want to go this way you can you can see that the direct path toward a thunderbolts film yes especially within the mcu because are there avengers right now in a post cap post iron man world i don't know yeah right well frankly i feel like it would be a crying shame not to have the Falcon Winter Soldier and Zemo show season two. I would watch that all day. Those three guys, you know, I knew going in that Falcon Winter Soldier were a great partnering. Like the way they, they bounce off each other is just spectacular. I had no idea. Not just spectacular, totally necessary. Yeah. Yeah. If I have, if I have a critique of it, episode one really doesn't work very well. Well, yeah. You're right, but I think that... Uh, I knew Sebastian part. Stan didn't have the star power. He's always been kind of getting by on his looks. But I was a little surprised Anthony Mackie couldn't carry it by himself. I felt like he did. I just felt like they're they're so much better together than they are separate. No, no they, question. They got there faster with this one. But I did not anticipate that adding Zemo to that concoction would make it all the more glorious. <laughs> It's perfect. Holy he's crap. Like, he's like simultaneously their punching bag, but then like the sneaky dude that like gets things done. Yeah. yeah. And his has his own, you know, is- issues and things that he's going through and his motivations and everything. Because yeah. I, I really enjoyed the scene where he first shows up and they're like, shut up. No, no, yes. stop talking right now. <laughs> and then they're like arguing with him. Like, no, I told you to shut up. Like, <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love that scene. But at the same time, look how sneaky and, and like, and also violent he can be. He can. Yeah. His that character just stretches and expands and contracts. Well, yeah, whatever. He's, he's he's special ops, right? That's yeah. his that's oh, yeah. his backstory. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, straight up murdered somebody. Right. They didn't. They, they still with him. Still going. Drinking, drinking the, <laughs> drinking his uh, his his scotch or whatever while the Dora Milaje are like destroying right. people. And he apartment. got away from all of them. <laughs> from from Cap, from the Dora Milaje, from Falcon and Winter Soldier, got away from all of them. I love the line too. Is like, did you think he was going to El Chapo his way out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. right. Yeah. I enjoyed right. it. Oh, that was slick. <laughs> you know, the I think that episode is written by Derek Kolstad, uh, one of the creators of John Wick. Oh, uh, no, that's totally believable. For such a dark and serious take on that Marvel universe, it's it's still got levity. Well, you yeah. say dark and serious. I feel like it's just right in line with uh, Captain America Two: The Winter Soldier. I, I feel like it's just. Mm-hmm. It is just straight up picking off. I, I, th- my only criticism is I wish that Sharon was more than what they've put her in as being. I'm hoping that the back half of this becomes either, either not, not half, six episodes. It's two what? episodes left. There's two what? left. No, as, as 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 we record this, we're we're no! down to two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Bullshit. We only get six. God damn it. The stuff's going to culminate. I mean, there was already, the end of four was already like a pretty huge climax for the, the story, but this everything's got to gotta start, you know. In two hours? Dark was probably the wrong term, but they, they really, they go for it, man. I mean, there's that sequence in Baltimore that I, I was so proud of them for doing where the cops, like, they're, they're about to uh, arrest oh, yeah. uh, Sam yeah. because he's a black man yeah. having a fight with a white man. Yeah. yeah, and then he gets away, and 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 then it drops it because they realize, oh, he's a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, they're not shying away from this stuff. I mean, 
the the, yeah. the show the show's got lots of things to, that it wants to say and and do and it needs to do. Um, Is, am but, I crazy? Help me out here, but it's very much like the Punisher, uh, yeah, Netflix yeah. series in that regard. Uh huh. Sure. Did you guys notice in that last shot of the of episode four when it you know obviously it kind of panned and then eventually got to the blood on the shield and that kind of catches your eye? But did you notice his other hand? I didn't. So it, it I, I I would swear that I, I I haven't gone back and watched it, but. His other hand shook. I was pulling the suppository out. Like a PTSD. <laughs> ah. <laughs> My proctologist left that in there for a week. God. The old Snyder cut. Ah. <laughs> no. His other hand twitched like PTSD. Like it was a little jerk in his left hand. His right hand had the shield, but his left hand, it, it did this quick little shake kind of thing. Mm. And that was the part that got me out of the whole thing. And then I noticed the blood on the shield. But it was that shake in his hand that I was just, I felt bad for him at that when I saw that. I was just, oh, fuck. You know, that he's not well. <laughs> and that No, he's, been, he's been portrayed very sympathetically. Yeah. The, the, the weight of the mantle is clearly wearing on him. You, you can see his, his slow, um, yeah. uh, what's the word I'm hunting for here? It's like he D- disintegration. Solution. Yeah. 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 But now you've got a guy with a super soldier serum in him. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's a great forever. way, to, great way to build a villain, right? Like, don't don't like have him start as a villain. Like a lot of a lot of early early Marvel movies even have that, right? Like, oh, this bad guy from back in the day, he's bad from the start, and we'll give right. you a, a flashback or two. Like, no, we saw this dude, so built to be this for four episodes, and we'll so and they'll you, continue to build him. You know, where do you think this is going? Is he the big bad? Is the the what is it the information broker the power broker? Power broker. Yeah, is is that the big bad? Is Zemo the big bad? I'm kind of like, there's a lot of different ways that they could play this out. This story is sophisticated enough. I don't think there's going to be a big bad. I almost feel like that's the point of, of the the series. Yeah, I think this, this is, is how the, they build the cap. The superhero metaphor version. breaks down yeah. in some instances, and this is a kind of an examination of that. Yeah. I think all the Captain America adjacent characters, this is this helps build the world that they're going to inhabit for movies and TV shows going forward. Um, gotcha. Between just the, the 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 aspects of who controls heroes and and what missions they go they go fly into and fight on, whose loyalties lie where, government versus governments versus the people. I think that's a big thing for Episode Four, right? That the theme of are you Captain America for your government and your organization, or are you just trying to help people like Sam and, to some extent, Bucky are? Corey. Uh, and Dory, yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot there, I think, that, that you can explore. And from, a, from that kind of slightly militaristic angle of the Cap set of movies and, and this, this show, I think there's a lot to be explored that you can start propping up other Cap-adjacent characters and start like introducing them and weaving them in and out of stories like this. I think it's, it's, it's ripe for that stuff. Also, uh, lest we forget, we got a lot of young Avengers to set up. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, one Patriot, uh, you know, started to plant some seeds there, uh, for him in this show. Like this is so much, I, it's almost like a, like, even though it has a story to tell and, and messages to lay it, to, to, to put out there, there's a lot of pieces that's moving around and setting up for so much potential. We got Hawkeye coming next. That's four, right? Loki's next. 
No, I'm saying that the Young Avengers. We've got oh, we got Patriot. We've got Billy and Tommy. Yeah, Tommy, mm-hmm. and we've got Hawkeye. Yep. I I can't remember the other Young Avengers. At You're this gonna point. Iron Lad Kang. Yeah, Kang's coming in in Ant Man three. Oh yeah. You got you got stature right, so you got you got Ant Man. Oh, that's right. I forgot, and we've we've had Casey for years yet. Yeah, no Hulkling yet, but uh, you can probably bet your bottom dollar when there's scrolls again, like Secret Invasion, there'll be some kind of setup for that. Oh yeah, and there's some late additions like uh, Miss America Chavez that's going to be introduced in Doctor Strange two. That she ends up joining the Young Avengers, so she'll be there. Oh, and Riri. Oh, I can't wait to hear Fox News bitch about it. (laughs) Yeah. And Riri Williams will have her own show too. That's right. Yeah. And so will Miss Marvel. So you can start weaving in all kinds of different younger characters. <laughs> yeah. Maybe do Champions and Young Avengers kind of. Spidey's going to be Spidey's going to be the old man of the group. <laughs> Holy shit! Do you, th- that's kind of what I was hoping we talk about at some point. Do you think that's where they go with him? Yeah. I don't know that Peter works well when he's older. I bet they will. I bet they will, because that's a think... story that hasn't been told very often, and certainly not in the movies. Dan Slott's run was kind of in a kind of a uh, examination of that. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Will Sony even let them get that far? Oh God. Probably. Lest we forget, we got Venom two coming up these this year, guys. Yeah. Come on, Venom gotta... and Morbius. <laughs> Morbius. And Morbius, you know, hot on the heels. Oh God. I don't know how much you guys keep up with the comics, but it's been kind of funny, hysterical, to see how, you know, like, they, they couldn't really change the freight train once they got their comics moving. And so all the, like, all the Black Widow comics that came out like six months ago, but there's no movie that goes alongside it. And there's all these other comics that are rolling out at the time that the movies would have come out, yeah. but of course haven't. That's been my litmus test for where uh, where we are in the pandemic. It's like, oh, all these comics are coming out. That's because this movie was supposed to have rolled out right around this time. Yeah, it's like, why is Marvel's latest event so symbiote-centric? Oh. Right. Right, exactly. <laughs> why are all these Morbius comics around? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's what made me think of it. Yeah, I, I, I'm so out of that scene that I, yeah, I had <laughs> no idea. I'm honestly just worried i won't get a chance to read up on the like jason aaron's thor stuff before love and thunder thor four four thors we got at least two thors i'm I'm waiting to see if we got two more uh-huh. thors in there at some point sure even if they just clone or have like a mirror image of the of... oh chlor no they can do that <laughs> yeah you know we need four <laughs> thors in there come Made on Taika, make it happen or a frog if, if you if you have chlor you're there <laughs> yeah and he, he needs to be like one of the other hands worse that'd be even better <laughs> Did you guys hear the? Got... Go ahead. Go they've ahead, got him back. Yes. They've Who, got budget? him. <laughs> yeah, budget Hemsworth and uh, Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Damon and a couple others. Melissa McCarthy, I think, is going to play the the play action version of uh, Hella. Yeah. Yeah. Of who? Hella. So, do you remember? Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> that's going to be great. I just like that that's going to just going to be a like a recurring thing in his the Watiti films. That's great. I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. And ripped Natalie Portman. Yeah, My right. God, that's just mind blowing. Yeah. No CGI required. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. 
She could have knocked oh, down oh. all those huge logs herself and lifted the door. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You watch, there's going to be people that are She just kills Steppenwolf. The movie's over in minute 12. <laughs> just, just fuck this. <laughs> Quick brain teaser as we close out here. I, I was trying to... It occurred to me, maybe we should try and quantify just how bad Warner Brothers is at making superhero films. So, here's my question, Ariel. What is the second best superhero film based on a DC character that they've ever made, in your estimation? Man. I'd ask the first, but anyone you ask is going to say 2008's The Dark Knight, so that's not even worth yeah, the Yeah, yeah, It's kind of an outlier. You got me there. You got me there. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I don't... I... I'm not sure what number two would be. I mean, or the old number two. Why is it? Work? I enjoyed the the Nolan films in general. You know, Dark Knight clearly, definitely the best one. But um... Joker, that'd be my vote. I haven't seen Joker. I haven't seen it. So You're I... kidding. No, it's what I'm saying. Okay, so all right, so so you you feel pretty strong about that. So here's what I want you to do as an exercise: slot that into the MCU. Like, where does it where does it rank? It's towards the top. Okay. I don't know if it cracks my top five, but maybe top ten? Because the, the, the Dark Knight is, fant- is, is fascinating that way, because it's probably, it still might be the best one ever. Or it's it's probably top three, right? Yeah. But then, but boy, but it, it, <laughs> it gets bleak in a hurry after that one. Where it's like, is this better than the Dark World? I don't know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have Joker in the top ten, maybe in the top five. Okay. So you'd put it ahead of like the Winter Soldier and Endgame. Um, it's right up there with Winter Soldier. I still think Endgame's at the top. Yeah, I think that's but, wow. Well, it has to be. I done this in my head, but mm-hmm. the, the first Avengers movie, Endgame. I'm not. These aren't in order. I'm just saying the ones. Yeah, I'm, we're spitballing here. Fine. Endgame, Avengers, Dark Knight, Joker, Winter Soldier. I'm probably forgetting something. I mean, it, it's definitely up there. Man, his portrayal of the Joker, that was just unbelievable. I don't know that I've seen anybody in a Marvel film act as well as he did in Joker. Just the acting was just like... The, the Academy agrees with you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my God. Black Panther's up there. Mm-hmm. I still have a lot of love with the first Iron Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I meant to say that out loud. I thought it. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, the Joker's up there for me too. Um, I still, I still have a lot of warm feelings for both Superman Two and Batman Returns, even though they're super old at this point. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, <laughs> it's it's tough. Yeah, but there aren't many DC properties like that. Now, you get to TV shows, it's another ball game. That yeah, that's the true. First that's much several more... episodes of Arrow were amazing. Yeah, Arrow started really strong. Yeah, it did. Looks like Superman and Lois is as well. Yeah. I still enjoy The Flash. Same. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I come in and watch an episode, and I'm just like, it's the same damn shit. It's like a police procedural. It's like law and It's order. totally fair, but I think the formula works. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I Well, I guess my, my hatred for his wife is just everlasting. It's also totally fair. <laughs> theme of mine on this podcast. Season six, they had two of her. It was horrible. Yeah. Oh, oh God. So yeah. Thank God I missed that. 
Oh, Lord. What was it, a mirror universe? Did she have a goatee? It, yes. Yeah, yes, exactly that. Oh, well, not, well, not... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could have hit that more on the head if you tried. There's another like mirror master. Oh, yeah. there's another mirror master. Yes, mirror monarch. First, uh, the what? The mirror monarch, as she is ultimately known. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched any of season seven yet. All right. Yeah, I yeah I re- I really enjoy the Flash. Yeah, I, and, I, uh, yeah. I like the CW stuff. I I mean, I did watch the. Uh, uh, oh, we talked about it on here. I think the. Uh, uh, Multiverse, the crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know that was fun. I really enjoyed all that. I, I was kind of bummed that that didn't come together. Like it had like a bunch of really fun cameo stuff in there. Yeah, but the actual ending was like it, it just. <laughs> at the end. I was happy that you know to see any incarnation of the Spectre is something that I just thought would I I would never ever see in this world. Just kind of like the first Avengers where you're just like I, I never thought I would ever see this I can't believe I'm watching this so for them to I still get that caps, way with Endgame I'm like I, part, part of my brain's like how does this exist I yeah <laughs> yeah. right yeah how does this happen the fact Captain America gets Mjolnir like that just yeah. still blows my mind yeah I can't watch it D- Disney paid two billion dollars to make this happen yeah. <laughs> I, I can't watch and it works clips. I can't watch any clips of Endgame because I've I'm trying to like clean the palette so that my my kids. I, I've discovered that the young ones, well, all of them really. We watched all the movies. We plowed through from Iron Man all the way through, but they're so young they don't remember it because they have such a deluge of other shit that they watch. So they're saying, "Hey, we want to watch the Marvel movies," and it's kind of like it's new for them because you know because there's so many other things. It's not like us where we are watching. We got one videotape and we ran it into the ground. You know, they don't do that. They have a million other things they can watch with YouTube and Netflix. And so to go back, it's for them, it really is like a new thing. So we're going to start. It would, would be for me. I mean, there was a point, I guess, as we were going from phase two to phase three, where there were just there were so many films. There's a lot of them I've only seen once. No kidding. Yeah. Just you wait, man. I mean, phase four is going to be even harder to keep track of. They're just going to just be, especially with all the, the COVID delays. They're just raining films. Oh. Yeah. And TV series now. And with Disney Plus now, now they yeah. have they they've got the series too and yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. But yeah. I love but it. It, I still get the like I can't believe they made this feeling for me. And yeah. it, that's just that's just wonderful as a, a man in his forties now. Yeah. To get that feeling. The fact that Batrock shows up in more than one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't top that. And is legitimately like, you know, compelling for the the few the hot, the hot few minutes that he's in there yeah uh just uh, just you know exp- tells you the whole thing go back go back in time and tell your 2007 your you know self that like dude you're gonna like batrock and just wait till you see the emotional gravitas that groot and rocket raccoon bring to the scene mm-hmm. and you'll be like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah i've gotten so complacent about it no i'm like i still remember how excited key and i were uh, gosh, twenty years ago now, when they made an X Men movie, <laughs> right? Oh God, yeah. I just showed and, my kids, and that it, it holds up pretty well. But you know, it's not anywhere yeah. near as good as what we're talking about. Yeah, I just showed my kids that trailer like day before yesterday because they aren't familiar with the X Men. That they, they, you know, they don't know it. That I certainly haven't showed them that because I'm kind of like, 
No, none of that and stuff exists. They, We're gonna watch and, the new ones as they come. And when you when you and I were their age, that X Men was the, was the industry. Yeah. Full stop. It's yeah. so crazy how much that's flipped. It was Blade, then the X Men. That's my recollection. Was Blade was the tip of the iceberg for all of that. I watched the shit out of that. Blade was good. Yeah, 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 for sure. It that one also still really holds up. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I was just speaking to the comics. I mean, the X Men were just the titans of the industry for so long. True. Mm-hmm. true be amazing to see somebody do it right and it's, it's that's so hard because you know sony or not sony was it panasonic <laughs> oh. samsung samsung <laughs> lg <laughs> dang it who owned x-men 20th fox. century fox, fox. Oh, oh that's amazing fox, <laughs> now a property of disney that's right but not only Hyundai. <laughs> I, but you know they had so many bites at that apple to try and each know. one worse than before. Exactly. <laughs> you had two worse. two tries at Dark Phoenix. I swear That's to right. God. I yeah. I also can't believe that happened. Right. <laughs> but in a very different way. And now now Marvel's got to come along and tell that story anew and better. Now I'm sure they could do it better, but how do you do it in a new way that that you know has to somehow navigate the previous two films that tried to tell that story. Well, having the Shi'ar available will help. Am I crazy in thinking that Madripoor is our first, like, and most glaringly official hint at the X-Men yet? Because to me, Madripoor goes hand-in-hand with uh, Logan. Sure. Sure. It's fun. I, I, It's like their fake Macau. I love it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? And yeah, I I'm on... excited to see more stuff there. Every single time they say the word Latvia, I get excited because I, I, I thought they're going to say Latveria, and I'm going to just jump off the chair. Oh, boy, hell yeah. And then it's uh, uh, Latvia. God damn it. Well, the, the, the fan theories are like just rampant, right? Like when Zemo talks about how Sokovia, Sokovia got absorbed by anymore. one of its nearby neighbors. Yeah. He oh. doesn't say who. Ooh. I didn't people, just, people are just salivating. They're just like. Where's Doom? Where's Doom? <laughs> right. It, well, that's another thing that's really interesting about Brule killing it as Zemo. If if he if they can do that with him, what the hell? Victor can they Von do with Doom, Doom just seems fun as hell. Yeah. That to me, like they, they they know it right. They've got to make it a slow burn. Like he didn't like Loki. didn't become the Loki that we love like seemingly overnight. Like he was pretty well formed in the first movie, but like to become what Loki is now, like it it took a while, right? Like. They've got to find oh, I, the right way I don't way know that I agree. I feel, like, together. I feel like you, I couldn't throw a rock at an anime comic without hitting Loki in the head. Yeah, I mean, Tom Hiddleston <laughs> is super charismatic, and he makes the character work. But, like, mm-hmm. to build Loki into the kind of character where, like, people tolerate him in where he is today, like, or even tolerated him in Ragnarok. Like, it took it took a lot of, like, character building to get there, right? Multiple movies. That's kind of my what I'm trying to get at here. Oh, like, shifting him to a protagonist. Yeah, or, or, yeah, or an antihero or whatever. Like sure. you, have, like it seems like Marvel's gating it, right? Like they're like you, you can't have these one-off villains that you're just like pulling from the roster, and it just to make a more compelling franchise, you need something different. And I think Loki is a prototype or an archetype of that, and I think Zemo is another one. So like they better do that with Doom because like Doom can just bring so much to so many different stories if you do it right. Like I, I really hope they they take their time, you know, weaving that character in where. 
you'll have the most. My fervent hope is in ten years, where there's a DVD package of the Doom Saga, following the Ooh. the Infinity Saga, right? I, I could see him being be awesome. Thanos big if they do yeah. it right. Yeah. God, that'd be fun. But until then, I guess we get injustice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, right? Right? <laughs> uh, hey, did you see the Loki trailer? Yes. The full trailer? Yes. That looked good. I keep forgetting to watch it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to admit. Normally, see, normally we would have had a Black Widow movie to keep us, to tide us over until June for Loki, but we don't. Right. Oh, so be- before spell. we go, one final question. Are you guys, because they've decided to do day and date with Disney Plus, are you guys going to go to the theaters or just buy it for home? Buy it for home. I'm not sure. Hmm. You know, I'll be vaccinated. I mean, I've already got one shot out of two right now as we nice. speak. Nice, excellent. But, uh, um, it'll be far enough, you know, in that things might be safe enough that if uh, Grandma and Grandpa can come take care of the kid, I might consider it. I mean, I've seen every Marvel film in the theater to this point, at least once. I'd like to keep that streak going, but if it's not logistically possible or if things get you know, go in a different direction in terms of the pandemic, then I would get it for home, but um, gotcha. It's possible. There's no, there's no situation where you wait a little bit though. Is that, Oh, am I, am I reading that correctly? I'm yeah. watching it as soon as it comes out, like within, yes. okay. within the week it comes out for sure. Gotcha. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll be day and day. I just, it, it'll probably be online for me. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I'll definitely do Disney plus. I, I just don't know when I'll, I might, I might wait the four months. I don't know if it's a $30 flick to me. That, that might but, be the uh, first movie I watched, like, you know, post-vaccination. So it'll be, like, a, a, a bigger deal wrapped around other things, not just yeah. a new Marvel movie. In much the same way that we were all watching Hamilton that time last year, I could see that being, like, what America does. Like, yeah. in all seriousness. Get together and ce- celebrate a Soviet character. <laughs> 2021, everybody. God, did they not realize the optics on that? <laughs> Yet. Well, on that note, I'm going to remind you that you've been listening to Full of Silent Fury Podcast. I have been Cyrus Morozavi of Kirkland, Washington, and GreatSwordStudios.com. With me has been Ariel Rodriguez of Comic Strip Podcast. Thank you for having me, sir. Also with us has been Keyshawn Xavier. Yeehaw. This episode and previous episodes of Full of Silent Fury Podcast are available at FullofSilentFuryPodcast.com as well as via subscription at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. This has been a Great Sword Studios production, copyright 2021. Brussels sprouts taste like ass.